So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Read Entertainment Podcast, episode 104 for May 21st, 2017. Joining me this week, we have the person I have the most communicate, best communication with is Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. So I'm going to be honest with everybody here for just a hot second. The only reason I'm here is out of pity. I saw this <laughs> poor man on Twitter saying, where are my friends? And they're you know gifts and explanations and reactions and excuses and blah 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 i was gonna go to the gym and then i saw that nobody was coming and i was like oh my buddy parallax abstraction didn't even message back (laughs) so it's it's out of not friendship not uh not the urge to create something with you but out of pity that's usually to hear my voice today that's usually what i get uh pity sex uh pity (laughs) dates you know, those are those are pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and then of course I'm your host Nathan Reeton Spruth. What games have you played this week, Connor? Uh, so I just got an HTC Vive uh, two weeks ago. Five. And then my work Vive five, whatever. I have as one an and E you at don't. the as a silent E at the end. You have one, and, and I mean and you don't have one. I don't have one. That's that that kind of makes you not the authority on this. Oh, that's okay. how. Don't you like when people? Uh, you know, talk that way. Anyways, yeah. we're off topic. Uh, because I just purchased that, I haven't really had money to get any other games, which is a bummer. Because I like at that day, like the same day that it arrived, I had finished Final Fantasy VII, the the Again. last game in my immediate queue. Yeah, I, I love. I play that game every year. So I'm kind of waiting to find out what I'm going to play next. I've sort of been thinking uh, I might go back to the retro classics like Final Fantasy Tactics. So that's a good game. Right. Right. You know, it I is. Just, trying to find some and uh viewers out there if you have any recommendations feel free to reach out to me with those recommendations i would love to uh, specifically i'm looking for something portable i got a 3ds and a vita so whatever's out there but i mean if you think it's a game worth uh you know especially someone like me who's been pretty public about his general johnnyism and love of customization if you could find a good game that i could sink some time into there I'd appreciate it. You know what game you should play for your Vita? You should play the Uncharted games for the Vita. I would like to make the prerequisite of it being a good game. <laughs> so the, I had the the thing about it is that the company I'm working for made those games. Yeah, uh, it's nothing against the company. It's all against the Uncharted series. Yeah, I don't do you, like. Do you Uncharted. like looking at? Uh, I don't know line traps that are. I mean, I'll give it. I'll give it to them that they're pretty line traps, but those games aren't hard. No, it's artificial no, difficulty. Not. So, yeah. Um, what about? Oh, are you? Ex- are you? Oh, thank you. Are you excited for Payday VR? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for that actually. Yeah, me this, too. Uh, I mean, I was kind of thinking they'd do something like this with all the work they've been doing with uh, the other VR company that they teamed up with for their King uh, Dead game. And I'm really glad to see the interface, especially. I fell in love with that immediately. Right. Yeah, I, I think it looks cool. I don't think it's going to be released anytime soon, which we talked about last week, actually. No, probably not. But uh, right <clears throat> excuse me. Right now, all the DLC is on sale for like, I think it's 30 bucks if you want to buy it all. So Yeah, that's... I don't know. Not interested in 
really giving Overkill any more of my money. They kind of shown that they're not afraid to just, you know, whip out their dick and screw everyone over. Right. But, I mean, part of it is I'm like, yes, I kind of want to buy all the DLC just so I can play, uh, you know, the all the new maps and all the new uh, stuff that's come out since then and get all the new weapons. But on the other hand, none of my friends are playing it anymore, so, eh. But I'll probably pick it up when Payday VR comes out because I will probably have one by then. So, Hopefully, you know, you'll stop uh, being a poor boy. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just a poor boy. So Nobody loves you. Nobody. Nobody at all. Anyway, so going on, I have played some Dark Souls 3, which I hate, um, mainly because I lost 40,000 souls earlier, and that made me upset. And Final Fantasy 3... And a little bit of Persona 5, but I something about that game. I love Persona, and I love the combat system. I love the storyline. Uh, but it's so focused on storyline, it's kind of hard to get through sometimes, for me at least. So you're, you're like most rational people I know and don't appreciate having your time wasted by something that's supposed to be giving you hours of entertainment. Yeah, I mean, I like I like the storyline, but I'm like, okay, can we hurry up and fight some fucking monsters? That'd be fun. So, and I'm all I'm like 15 hours in, and they're still giving me tutorials on how to play the game. Yeah, so, screw that. that. That game assumes that your intelligence is not necessarily there. Yeah, but I still think that it's a good game. They deal with a lot of really heavy subjects, like right at the bat. Which is uh, they don't pull punches, and they don't, and, and that I like that because a lot of games will imply stuff. They'll be like, "Oh, uh, it's kind of like the um, the censorship that they did for Dragon Ball in the nineties, um, when they were like, they sent him to another dimension because they <laughs> couldn't they couldn't say that he killed somebody." That's not hell. That's uh, what HFIL, Home for Infinite Losers, or something. Yeah, something like that. And so, uh. With this, they're just like, oh, yeah, that teacher is a rapist. <laughs> and then the girl got raped and tried to commit suicide. Like, that's like the first story in the game. I thought, like, the game's creator was went off and was like, dude, don't spoil this game for anyone. So they did that. But then they came back later and they're like, whoa, we see the huge fan outcry on this. And so we're changing the streaming guidelines and the spoiler guidelines and everything. So, and legally, they can't, if I'm talking about it on a podcast or something, they can't go after me for talking about it. They can only go after me for showing the footage. So, uh, cause I didn't, it's not like I signed an NDA for that, which I'm going to have to do tomorrow probably. No, I already signed the NDA. Anyway, moving on, let's talk about some stories. Let sure. us, we're going to skip. We're not going to talk about the fun one until the very end, the one that made you laugh. But let's talk about some processors. You and I love processors. We do both have pretty top-of-the-line processors. At least we did. Uh, This news is going to violently interrupt that status quo, though. Yeah, I'm probably going to build a new computer once these come out, honestly. You think this is going to be the straw that breaks your current computer's back? I've had So I've had my processor and my computer for like two and a half years now. And so I'm like, ah, I'm kind of itching to to upgrade because I've noticed my CPU usage for certain applications is going up. I also need to invest in 32 gigs of RAM. I was playing a game. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Nathan is itching. I am itching. I am itching. For your dating consideration. 
Yes, not there, not there. Uh, anyway, moving on from my itching situation, which is fine. Um, talk so, about the story, David. Uh, we are talking about the story. We're going to talk about Intel releasing new processors, the new i9 processors, which they start out the new i. So it goes, you know, i7 7640K, uh, the 7740K, uh, and then it goes up to the i9 7800K, which is the really interesting ones. Because this one has six cores, 12 threads. The i9-7800, or I'm sorry, 7820X comes with eight cores and 16 threads. And the core i9-7800X, or 7900X, comes with 10 cores and 20 threads. Which, that runs at 4.3 gigahertz with a turbo 2.0. And then there's a turbo 3.0 now that runs at 4.5 gigahertz. Of course, you'll be able to overclock these. I think it's appropriate to say that uh, that CPUs are starting to get a little bit scary. These are. are intimidating processing powers for home computers. So, so all of those are going to be out in June, I believe. That's okay. Soon. Yeah, and then in August, the seventy nine twenty X comes out with twelve cores and twenty four threads, and they don't even have a clock speed announced for that. I'm going to imagine it's going to be like. 4.5 gigahertz. Probably with what we're looking here. That's not too over-exaggerated to imagine. Yeah, I, I would think, okay, f- uh, the base would probably be 4 gigahertz overclock, or uh, with the turbo, probably up to 4.5 as well. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. But you, you never know. It has, uh, it's gonna, that's going to cost a pretty penny. I'll probably, if I did buy the i9s, I would probably buy the low, low, low end, the 7800 x because i mean right now you're never gonna use the full potential of your 24 threaded processor but um with six cores and 12 threads you might be able to use a little bit more uh, especially with the new vulcan uh, architecture for like doom and stuff or api so what do you think about this are you considering upgrading for this, I don't really have much interest in upgrading my uh, CPU right now. But to be fair, I don't necessarily feel like I need to either. Everything I, I I haven't had an issue with anything really with this machine lately. It's pretty top of the line, and I have no need to upgrade. Um, take a row for example, though. He's running. Uh, I, I don't really remember the CPU. Twenty six hundred K. Was he a twenty six hundred K? Yeah. I'm so happy that you know about your friend's machines. So you know, <laughs> off the back of your hand like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh I that's something I like to know, okay? If I'm I want to know if my machine's better than yours. That's what I And my, yours is better than mine right now, and that's upsetting. I know it, is. it has it's more great. RAM. Uh it, it has, has a, a slightly better processor. Um yeah, and I don't like that. I <laughs> I guess I'm happy to bring you uh, so much sadness then. It's true. It's true. Also, the the thing I've noticed is that I have 16 gigs of RAM, and I loaded up a game the other day, and it used up... Now, it's probably poor optimization, but it was using up like 50% of my RAM, just the game alone. Mm-hmm. That's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Well, uh, do you do many uh, multitasking while gaming, though? Like, well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I like to watch a streamer have YouTube on my other window or something like that, Pandora, while I have anything going on, really. 
Well, remember, I do stream while playing the games. So I was playing Quake Champions. And Quake Champions was using up quite a bit of uh, RAM usage. So I'm probably going to need to upgrade to 32 gigs of RAM here before long. Uh, even though right now 8 gigs is usually... It's it's enough for most tasks if you're not going to be doing a bunch of multitasking. But once you load up a game and try to stream at the same time, you need to have 16 gigs of RAM. Um, and then 32, of course, is preferred. Anyway, um, if you were to purchase any of these, which one would you lean towards purchasing? Of course, there's no prices right now, but you can pretty much assume that the i9-7920X is going to be like 1000 to $1,200. And honestly, I think that's the one that would be worth saving up for. 12 cores, 24 threads, that's insane. I, you know, I don't think so. I I hate to do it because I'll, I'll never buy an AMD machine, but they have a, what? They have a 24 thread processor, right? That's like half yeah, the price. Yeah, but it's an AMD processor. That's true. Better, I still don't necessarily consider myself, you know, one of their... Uh, I can't think of words today. Somebody who purchases my product. Consumers. consumers. There we go. Yeah, I mean, I'll never buy a graphics card from AMD or probably a processor from AMD, but with their Ryzen stuff, they're looking pretty good. I would honestly, I would probably stick with the 7800X just because not a lot of programs are going to be using the full 24 threads that would be available to you for the 7920X. And you're probably not going to notice a performance difference in most things. Maybe the 7820X, because that does have the Turbo 3.0 boost. So it could go a little bit faster, and it has 8 cores with 16 threads. I think that would probably be the best bet uh, for performance slash price. But again, we don't know the price of them. True. I mean, in looking at these... Uh, i9 7920, i9 7900X, it's, these things aren't too dramatically different from each other. And, the, and Intel kind of does have a habit of pricing things a little bit steeper for their top of the line, just because they know people typically will go on top of the line just so they can go the longest without needing an upgrade. Right, and I always thought it was weird how much little L3 cache they put on processors. I mean, they have... The highest is 16 megabytes of L3 cache. And I think that we're just driving away everyone that thought that they would listen to this podcast today. They're like, (laughs) oh, they're talking about level three cache. That's, I'm just going to go listen to this uh, butts and farts podcast. See, that's, we we, we need to go back to, uh, to dick jokes. I think that was our winning strategy before. It was, it was, but that was with therebegeeks.com. Okay. Right. I didn't mean to uh, address the dead elephant in the room. Yes. Yes. Which that's a long story, but that that site would still be around if if I would have just had control of the site. But Jake wouldn't yeah. give me control of the site. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't there like months at a time where Jake would just forget to pay for the site? That's the problem. Yes. Yes. That's what would happen. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, but yeah, that site would still be alive if you would just have given all of the ownership of the site to me. But whatever. Let's Speaking move on. Speaking of which, I texted you about your uh, site a couple weeks ago, and you never got back to me, bro. Did we you? don't need to talk about it now, but uh, I'll, I'll resend it to you. 
Oh, I don't, bro. I, I don't remember getting that text. Like that. I know I didn't get the text, or I didn't see it at least. Sorry. Uh, anyway, cool. Netflix. Let's talk about Netflix. You love Netflix. I watch it most nights. Okay, I like Netflix. I think it's a great service. I also hate it because they're a big corporation, and I hate yeah. big corporations. And they're changing the way that the market works for television. Well, not television, but really media in general. And that's good. Uh, and with what's going on FCC-wise lately with net neutrality, it could probably uh, drastically change here soon. Let's not talk about that. Well, it, it would revert back <laughs> yeah, to what uh, it was before 2015, which, right, which was bad. Yeah, exactly. There's been good change since then that we don't really want to see unchanged uh, it's, particularly it, in the way that we regulate data it's okay in 2020 net neutrality will come back because we're going to get a president who's not a fucking idiot anyway you, think, uh, you don't think we'll uh make it to 1818 or uh, 2018 i mean uh well i'm saying 2018 i mean we're i'm what i'm saying is that in 2020 we're gonna whoever's in the white house at that time we're going to be like yeah no and kick them out whether it's pence because uh trump has either resigned or got impeached or if it's you know trump uh from the way it's looking he probably isn't going to win the next election and that's the hope it's the my hope i would so. hope it's the certainty <laughs> so yes things yes. are everything's kind of on fire and no one knows what to do about it right and uh, anyway, FCC regulations might be going away. We've spoken about this before. Um, basically, uh, AT&T can decide, oh, well, Hulu didn't give me my bribe this month, so we're going to slow down the internet connection speed to Hulu until they pay us $200 million. That's what happens when you're an ISP. You get to control the data. Yes. So, But Netflix, uh, I like them, but they're no saints either. Uh, they keep they make record profits pretty much every year. Getting they, a lot of people have it. it makes yeah, sense. gets millions of new subscribers every year. Opens in new markets, gets lots of money. The FCC regulations uh, for net neutrality have made it so they don't have to pay off Verizon or AT and T to keep the speeds normal when you visit Netflix dot com. But yet they keep raising prices. And it's understandable they want to make more profits, but right now they're raising profits in certain Australian areas. Like, just for certain people, they're raising the prices without telling them. I think they refer to it as a demo run, but that's still kind of shady business, you know? Yeah. They, again, I, I really don't think you should be able to uh, regulate data like that. So this is kind of unethical in my eyes. I think that... It, they should, if they're going to do a price increase, just do it across the board. Because right now, like, say you live in Illinois, I live in Oregon. Let's say in Oregon they decide to raise the price of everyone in Oregon by $2, but you're still paying uh, the same price. So whatever, 10 9 bucks, 10 bucks, whatever. Now, while that's not a huge difference, it's a couple dollars a month, that still means that you're getting the same experience for less money. And that's not, that shouldn't be legal. You shouldn't. No, absolutely not. You shouldn't be able to say, well, you're in this area, so we're going to make you pay more. I mean, at the root of it is what you're saying is the the price you're willing to pay for value 
is not as valuable as what somebody else is. And that's ridiculous. That's exploitation. Right. And and I the, trying to play devil's advocate, I understand that some places like I live in a small town. When I go buy groceries in my small town, they're going to be a little bit more expensive because they don't buy in as big of bulk as places like Costco or Walmart. But this is the same company in different sections of Australia deciding that they want to charge these people more money just to test it out and see. And what they're trying to see is if these people will actually stay at that rate. And if they do stay at that rate, then they're going to raise everyone up. Can I, uh, can I just ask one question that was not necessarily raised in the article? What? Why Australia? Australia really gets screwed over in the tech industry, especially in video games and software, basically importing it for no reason at all. It's ridiculous. And, and potatoes. Are, uh, are they kind of ridiculous? I imagine they're ridiculous on a lot of things. It's a, it's a slave colony island. In Western, was, in Western Australia, before I answer your, your question, in Western Australia, they um, actually have a potato limit. If you have over 120 pounds of potatoes or something like that, you can actually get arrested because there's a law on the books that say you cannot hoard potatoes. Well, Australia, what are you doing? Yeah, and that's just Western Australia. I, I know somebody in Eastern Australia, and I told her this. She's like, I can hoard as many potatoes as I want. Um, in fact, it's competition for them on Western Australia. Yes. So I don't know. I don't know why Australia, but they do get screwed over. Uh, tech industry screws them over because I, I think partially it's because they're so – far away from everyone basically kind of like hawaii gets screwed over a lot too prices of goods over there is way more expensive than anywhere else uh shipping things from the continental united states over to hawaii again costs an enormous amount of money but yeah, i've heard from a mutual colleague of ours dan how ridiculous some of the importation stuff in uh, hawaii is oh yeah that's that's what i was that's who i was referring to oh, so small world so I think that's part of it is is that in order to get internet there, because their internet prices are enormous too, and in order to get internet there, it's quite a bit of money, and they usually have very strict download caps and everything. But they also have a lot of good things going for them. They have, you know, universal health care. They kind of have a universal income where you're paid X amount of dollars just to live there, basically, if you're an Australian. Um you know they have they have quite a few good things. Their minimum wage is quite a bit higher than the United States. Their standard of living is higher. Uh, yeah, so I mean it's not too bad over there. So, but they do get screwed over. Uh, video games cost a lot of money. Like yeah, like ridiculous amounts of money. Eighty bucks, ninety bucks for a new game or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like eighty, ninety, maybe sometimes a hundred for a new game. Where you know in the United States it's sixty. Uh, and I would imagine that has to do with just the market shipping games over there uh, and and having it pass regulations over there also probably costs a lot of money because uh, they have very, very, very strict rules on uh, violence in video games. Like Manhunt 2 was banned from Australia. Yeah, flat out banned. Yeah. Uh, I know Left 4 Dead 2, I, it was either Germany or Australia. One of them got like a complete no-gore release of it. Everything Which, just... Uh, which is ridiculous. It is. It, but you know, the funny thing is Australia, it was Australia, was that that game actually runs smoother because of it. 
because they don't have to render the gore animations or anything. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people using the uh, the uh, Counter Strike weapons in there too. It looks kind of like a fun time. Yeah, and and so that's stupid. And, and one of the weird things about Australia is that they have like a council that decides on everything, like what game, uh, not what games can go through, but like if if there can be like an AO rating or a mature rating. I think that's the problem is they don't have like a a mature rating over there so it only goes up to like teen or something and so they need to bring in like a mature or adult only rating but everyone on that council has to agree has to be a unanimous decision to pass it and there's always one fucker that's like nope so uh i think that's the the main problem with video games over there but yeah so are you interested in paying more for netflix not particularly. I, uh, I'll be honest. I'm I'm that kind of person who leeches Netflix off of someone else. Yeah, Thanks. I have. I know about four people like that. <laughs> oh, do you uh, do you have some leeches on yours? Yes, yes, I do. Um, oh, shucks, you're a nice guy. I am. I am a nice guy. I even pay the extra money so that more people can stream at once. So. Because uh, I was getting upset because I would lock into my own Netflix and they'd be like, too many people are watching. <laughs> and I would be very, very not happy. Uh, so let's move on and let's talk about Red Dead Redemption Online. Uh, don't lie to people like that. It's not that. <laughs> so, this is a sad story anyways. Actually, this isn't that much of a sad story. If you actually read through it, it's a good story. I did redo it. How is it a sad story? It's... Uh, hold on. Let me... I'll tab it open so into this I'll, before I make I'll, a fool out of myself. Yeah, I'll say... Let me go on with the story. So people were speculating that there would be a Red Dead Redemption online. Uh, or Red Dead Online, basically. Unfortunately, that was untrue. A publisher was making a game called Wild West Online. And they had some screenshots that they posted online. People thought because it was a Wild West MMO, that it would be Red Dead Online. Unfortunately not. They were just trying to to get some excitement for their Kickstarter that they were going to start. And they have since decided that they are not going to have the Kickstarter. The reason why that they're not going to have the Kickstarter, which I think is the point that Connor missed, was that they are actually going to get funded from their private investors. So the private investors decided okay, you have a ton of hype around this game. We are just going to fund the entire thing. And so... So, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead, keep going. I was going to say, and so they don't have to start a Kickstarter and make ridiculous goals or anything like that. They can kind of go in the back. I I prefer this publishing method. I actually hate the Kickstarter method. uh, Basically because while I like transparency in games, like, oh, this is what we're doing and this is when it's going to be out and all this... Uh, it's kind of like with the Star Citizen thing is that they're giving updates every week and they're showing you what's being done, but then people get upset because they're like, it's taking too long, where I kind of like this one where they say, hey, we're working on this game, and then they wait a year to show off something. Um, be, and then it, you kind of have that level of excitement come up for a little bit. But then it kind of goes down instead of trying to keep that momentum going, which is, I think, part of Star Citizen's problem and why there's a ton of people who hate Star Citizen. 
You think the hate for Star Citizen is poor marketing? No, I think that the hate for Star Citizen is that people are seeing all of these updates and, you know, it's been in development for five years now, but they're seeing all of these updates over the last five years. And yeah, I, I got you. It's when are you going to release your game? Yeah. And with this, like Final Fantasy versus uh, 13 or whatever, okay, Thir- 13 versus or whatever, ended up turning into Final Fantasy 15. Okay. Right. Um, but they didn't like they didn't give you every week updates on how the development was going and all this. They just said, "Yeah, we're making it." And then every couple years they would mention it at an E3 or something. But they wouldn't bombard you with all this information and then people get kind of fatigued over all of it and just be like, "Just release the game already." So, that's that's my opinion on it. Uh what do you think about this now that you actually uh, know the information? Oh yeah, let me uh, let me take a second and explain what I thought was happening. I saw that they were making this game. I'm somewhat familiar with this game. I always I, I'm one of those people who see Red Dead come to PC. Uh, so when I saw this, I was like, great, they're making the game. They're getting private investors. And then I saw uh, what they were including this year. You know, female characters, role playing, social activity, localization. And I saw, oh. They're going private investors and ignoring their, uh, not Patreon goals, their uh, Kickstarter goals. Uh, so that what I thought was, okay, so that just means they're going to be doing features that should be here and making them DLC. I was very surprised how you were happy by all this. I was like, this is the exact opposite of what I want to see happen in the market. Right. My thing is, uh, I don't know what they're going to do with the game. It could be a free-to-play game. It could be a subscription-based game. Most likely, it'll be free-to-play with DLC shit. But... Mm. But the whole Kickstarter thing, I I understand what you're where you're coming from on that, but I also think that it's a good sign that the investors thought so highly of the game that they would rather invest everything into the game rather than have Kickstarter take over and and, and get part of their money that way. So it, it means that the investors have confidence in the video game. Hopefully, and that's good. Do you uh do you happen to know what percentage Kickstarter t- takes of a successful video game release? I I think a lot. I think it's probably I think it's five or ten percent, and I oh, think it's well, of shucks. of the Kickstarter. So oh. so they get a percentage of whatever goal is made of the Kickstarter. A percentage of X. I got it. Yeah, um, Patreon, Patreon does that too. I think they take 5%. So uh, when you pay a, a patron, when you're a patron to to a creator on Patreon, they take 5%. So if you pay $10, obviously, you know, do the math. But um, I think that, I don't know. I don't know how this is going to go. I'm excited for it. Uh, will you try out uh, Wild West Online when it comes out? It depends on, I, I want to see more, you know, in-game footage, not just snapshots of specific moments showing off the tech before I make that decision. Because I really liked Red Dead Redemption, man. It was a great, it was a masterpiece game. And the fact that it never came to PC really disappointed me. See, I I couldn't get into Red Dead Redemption, but I also can't get into GTA very much. So uh, Yeah, they're pretty similar. Yeah, I, I will probably try. I know that isn't Red Dead Redemption coming to PC, though. 
Uh, I don't think that's been confirmed. Okay. It'd be cool if it was. Uh, I know it has backwards compatibility on the Xbox One now. but <laughs> that's, that's not a PC, baby. Uh, it's kind of kind of a PC. Kind of. A little bit. But I understand. I, I get you. So uh, what I was saying is I could play it on my Xbox One if I picked up a Xbox 360 copy. So, oh, well, Uh, I'll definitely try this out. It's probably going to be a free to play game. So uh, I'll test it out and see how it goes from there. We're going to move on and talk about, oh, my God, Uh, what I'm surprised about with the next story (laughs) is why people didn't automatically assume this is how it was going to be. So Destiny 2 it's only going to be available on Blizzard's Battle.net. Yeah, I assumed that already, kind of, when I when I knew that Blizzard was working with them. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, isn't, isn't Bungie... Bungie and Activision were the developers or were the publishers of Destiny. They had Bungie, you know, make the game, develop the game, but Activision uh, Blizzard went and funded it and so you would imagine yes destiny 2 would be on battle.net because it's basically an activision blizzard game it's just like when blizzard or i'm sorry bungie was owned by microsoft and halo only came out for well they came out on the they came out on the pc and it was bad but it also you know it only came out on xbox xbox 360 and xbox one so yeah, you would imagine that's how it would be. So Bungie uh, is going to release their new game, Destiny 2. It's only going to be available through Battle.net. You'll probably be able, to, be able to buy it from other places like Green Man Gaming and stuff, though. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, again, not that surprised. Plus, I already play StarCraft 2, and I already own Diablo 3, and I already play uh, you know a little bit of Heroes of the Storm. It's not a great game, but it's okay. And I played Hearthstone for a bit. So chances are, if I do decide to get into Destiny 2, I'll probably have a free, uh, just a shit ton of customizable swag for my character, just right. for that reason alone. So well, I kind of see it as a bonus. Well, and uh, Overwatch. Can't forget Overwatch. Oh, right, Overwatch too. God, I haven't played Overwatch in a long time, man. I've been playing it on my PlayStation 4 quite a bit. I'm not as good on the PlayStation 4, but I'm also still better than most of the other people. So that makes me happy. Uh I Yeah, I'll probably get I'll probably get Destiny 2. I hear that Destiny is now good. Yeah, uh two of my best friends actually uh they they're people I've been playing Magic the Gathering with a lot lately. That's kind of their other addiction is Destiny. So it's it's making me consider it. These are people whose opinions I usually end up respecting, you know? Yeah, I I don't respect anyone that I know. <laughs> uh no, I, I'll probably I'll probably check out Destiny too. I've heard really good things about Destiny after the Taken King was released, but I got so burned by the original Destiny that I didn't want to pay another thirty dollars to be disappointed. <laughs> So, I guess I will. Uh, I guess I'll have to wait until this comes out. Uh, do you know when this game is coming out? Did it- I have no idea. I uh, 
I'll be honest, I haven't had it on my radar too much. If I do get it, I certainly am not going to be getting it at release, most likely, because it's a PC game that is really popular on consoles, which means that their servers will inevitably not be able to handle the load. I'm calling that right now. Right. And let us talk about repairing your own gadgets. Now we've t- oh, we've you mean uh, what, what should be a constitutional right? Yeah, what should be a right. And, and actually, if you go back into the courts, uh, it's been basically proven that, yes, it is a right. Like, you have the ability to do that, but they're still taking people to court for it. Yeah, so, it's ridiculous. I, I bought the product. I'll do whatever the damn well please I want with it. Right. And, and that's not really the, the problem that seems to be the issue. The issue seems to be that, okay, so I buy an iPhone because I have a momentary lapse of judgment and I spend $1,000 on a shitty phone. No, I and, do that. And then my screen breaks. Okay. Cause I, and right. and I don't have Apple Care because I didn't want to purchase Apple Care. Makes sense. Scam. Yeah. And so I have to go on eBay and get a replacement screen from some guy in China. And it takes four weeks to get here. And then I take apart my phone. I'm able to replace my screen. And sometimes that screen is the right screen. Sometimes that screen comes and it's broken already. My friend, my roommate had uh, one of the Galaxy phones that has like the glass back. And he dropped it on uh, when he was getting out of his car, cracked the, the glass on the back. And he ordered one from eBay. And it was already cracked by the time it got here. That sucks. Yeah, so he had to send it back and then buy a new one. It was only like ten bucks. So luckily, I've only ever had one big problem with uh, screen replacements, like where I was desperate enough to buy black market products or whatever you'd call it. Yeah. Um, But especially in the phone market, if anything happens to your product, you're screwed. Right. And these things are not made to endure. And so, what these people, what people are trying to do in certain states, is make it so that. Apple and Microsoft and Samsung and all of them who make phones or or gadgets that you know purchase or whatever is that you would be able to buy a replacement from them because they don't like you can't go on Apple's website and buy a replacement screen you have to go to some shady dealer in China or something like that and so what people are trying to do is they're trying to be like, okay, we want manufacturers to be able to provide this stuff so that we can repair our own phones. And app, of course, Apple is fighting this because they don't want to provide screens or anything. They want it when your phone breaks, they want you to either have the scam, as you said, Apple Care, or they want you to purchase a new phone. They don't want you to be able to fix your phone. So... Uh, fuck Apple. That's that's basically the gist of the story. Uh, who is it? Apple. That's basically, and... the gist of this podcast. <laughs> yes, the entire podcast, the full two years we've been doing it, uh, has has went down to fuck Apple. So I know Apple's in this. Did you read any other? Okay, so we have Apple, Verizon, Toyota. What fucking Toyota? Uh, Lexmark, Caterpillar. Which Lexmark? I have another thing to talk about on that one. Uh, Caterpillar, Assyrian, and Medtronic, as well as Consumer Technology Association, uh, which represents electronics manufacturers. Now, Lexmark is another one. 
that they're trying to make it so that when you buy ink for your printers, you are basically, there's a little agreement inside saying that you will not refill that cartridge. Basically, you don't own the ink when you buy it. And so when you, you have to return that to the company they want you to do instead of refilling it and reusing it. And so that way they can sell their overpriced ink cartridges to you for your printers. And it would yep. be illegal for you to buy off-brand Lexmark ink cartridges. Back when I was working at the law firm, I uh, I don't recall the exact brand. And by that, I mean I feel like I maybe shouldn't be saying what brand it was. Uh, but their scam was you can only buy the ink for their specific product from their website. It, this stuff just it, the way that it was made it doesn't come in stores uh second their shitty canisters were awful they would manufacture they would break and ink would get inside of the machine as it turns out these things don't always work when ink is inside the machine oh good oh, now you got to buy the repair parts uh or you can get a technician to come out but i think that guy made like a thousand bucks half off us for the two hours he was there screw yep. that my boss isn't gonna approve that yeah so uh you know, I worked at a big company, a manufacturing company, and so they leased all the printers. So whenever we had a problem with them, we would just call the leasing company and they'd come out and f- fix everything for free or, or within the lease or whatever. And uh, we also use, like, aftermarket cartridges quite a bit, which work fine 99% of the time. But they, HP and Lexmark and all of them try to do little things that will screw over companies um, or or people in general and make them have to buy their products, uh, their ink cartridges and everything from first party suppliers. So I know HP will do stuff where it will say they can't, they can't put it in the software legally right now that you can't use the cartridge, but they can do things to make it so like it won't print as much or it'll use more ink than normal. So you have to refill your cartridges more than normal little things like that. Just like for like, you can't, if you purchase your cell phone from like Verizon, then you can't have it. Like if you own, if you own it full out, they can't say, okay, you can't unlock this and use this with another carrier. They have to be able to unlock it and use it with another carrier. But they can lock the APNs, which makes it so you don't get uh, messages. So you you can't get um, multimedia messages, so picture messages, and you can't use internet on your phone. So you can make calls and text. What most people are using their phones for nowadays, they're definitely more... PDAs with data than they are anything else. Yeah, so you can make calls and texts, but you can't unlock the APN to actually do anything that you would want to do with a, a you know $1,200 cell phone, which who would buy a $1,200 cell phone? I know I've sold them. Oh, well. So yeah, people really have bought $1,200 iPhones from me. I don't know why. So um, what do you think about this? Do you do you want to be able to repair your own products i would imagine you do yes absolutely um i'd like to consider myself fairly handy in particular with you know schematics and small electronics and being able to modify your device that 
makes no sense to you. No, it makes no sense to me that that's something that somebody would be able to say, nope, that's uh, th- that's our product. You bought it, but it's ours. Well, and they and they do other things to make it difficult for you to take your phone apart. Like Apple glues their screens together. So yeah. if you don't take it so out... It just people completely obliterating your phones in kind of unique ways, I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Going to the Apple store and having these poor technicians just be like, what did you do to it? They can't repair that in-house. They're not made to be repaired in-house. They don't. They basically don't want you to be able to have your device repairable. Well, well, they don't repair your devices. If you take your cell phone in and it's not working to like an Apple store and say, hey, I have Apple Care." Can you take care of this? They'll just hand you another phone. Mm-hmm. Like they don't, they don't do the repairing anymore. They, they, well, I, I, I would imagine they do, but probably they, in Indonesia somewhere. Well, I would imagine what they do is they have a technician that will take it, or you know, a group of technicians that'll take the phones and actually repair them, and then they sell them as refurbs, or they'll, those will be the ones that when you go into the Apple store and say, hey, my phone's not working, they'll hand you one of the ones that they repaired. But they don't want, they don't want to take the time to repair it while you're waiting to have a cell phone. So part of it makes sense because a customer is going to be happier to just get a brand new cell phone right away and have it set up for them and everything and have all their pictures come back from the cloud and all that. They're going to be happier with that than say, oh, well, give us three to five days and we'll have it fixed for you. So that makes sense. But there should also be the option for, okay, I want to go down to my local mom and pop repair shop and have them fix this and know that I'm getting quality parts that aren't just black market from china so nathan i don't want to uh disillusion you or you know disturb your perceptions of reality chances are your mom and pop stores aren't walking around you know 60 year old couple carrying over a freshly made iphone a uh, iphone screen um you seem a little disillusioned at this whole process my mom is awesome i don't know about you but no i i understand what you're saying but i was using that as a term for like a local shop, not you know a big company. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just okay. being an asshole. I know. I know. Okay, this is why I have awkward conversations with you, Connor. <laughs> yeah, maybe I see what you're saying there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk about Sonic Forces. Uh, okay, nice segue. Yeah, my best best segue. Oh, uh, let me see. Um, uh, nope. Nope, can't think of one. Can't think of one at all. So, Sonic Forces. Oh my god, you have you go through this. I can't do it without laughing. All right. So, uh first off, the video that they released for Sonic Forces. This video made me giggle. A very like guttural kind of from the stomach giggle that I haven't done in, you know, maybe 5 years. I needed this. Uh the 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 gimmick is is it shows some sort of various Sonicoid creature kind of got that body dimension starts flipping in real time. Uh, the gimmick of this game is you get to play your own Sonic OC. Uh, the choices that they, <laughs> the choices that they have for you are between a wolf, a rabbit, a cat, a dog, a bear, a bird, and a hedgehog. Uh, the ways that they were customizing them, you see like a uh, a data scanner, some uh, some Sam Fisher goggles, some hipster glasses with microphones. Uh, additionally, in the video, it shows you fighting along. 
Sonic, both the, the classic little chubby guy and the Sonic Adventure X body Sonic. Uh, then the video is pretty cool, but as with most things, I will never be impressed with pre-rendered video of a game. It's not game footage. I just don't care. But uh, the fact that you can make your own OC and that uh, each of these OCs has kind of customizable abilities. For example, the wolf automatically draws rings in when he's near to them. Uh, the rabbit's invincible for longer. The cat will always keep one ring after being hit, so it's kind of invincible for a little bit. And this is going to be kind of cool. Uh, I'll be honest, the last Sonic game that I played and liked was Sonic Generations, specifically because of how the maps were oh so the same, but very different in the ways that you tackled them, depending on what version you were. And this is going to take us back to, I'm hoping, kind of a Sonic Adventure 2 version of a game where you get rewarded for going back into maps with upgrades that you get later on. That was one of my favorite parts of that game. I, for one, will proudly admit that I have all of the achievements for the Sonic Adventure games on my Steam. So, that was a good that was a good explanation. But you and I both know what people are going to do with this customizable character thing, right? Uh, they're gonna make all of the Tumblr OC. Yes, Tumblr is now OC. So, so what I thought when I saw this was, oh my god, Sega finally gets it. Like that's. Will we be able to like import our imager creations? How is this gonna gonna be I, really on the fly? Because they can get creative with this, you know. Yeah, that's my thing. Is I'm I think it's gonna be customizable characters. Like you can just go and create your own character. And so many people are going to create their weird fan fiction Sonic the Hedgehog. There's going to be so many wolves. So many wolves. So many wolves. Um, or or Sonic's lost cousin or something like that. Hi, this is I'm I'm Sonic. I'm uh, Sonic's cousin, and I'm way better than him in every way. Look, I'm just saying this makes uh, this makes Blonic the Hedgehog. Basically canon. <laughs> uh, so yes. Do you are you gonna get Sonic Forces? I I don't know enough to really say that. I got Son I, I got the uh the Sonic Generations basically on a whim and I just so happened to be pleased with it, but it was a gamble. I definitely want to see a little bit more of a Sonic game before I buy it again. Sorry, Sony. Uh, sorry, Sega. My confidence is just not with you today. Yeah, well, you know, their their initiative right now is to make video games that are global hits. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. I have but, an agenda. I don't, yeah. I don't care. So back in October, before Sonic Forces was even named, Sega said that this game would have three different gameplay styles. There would be Sonic, classic Sonic, so, you know, side-scroller, mm-hmm. and a third unrevealed style. This is the third one. A mode that's separate from what Sonic does on his own time, finally a way for Sonic fans to express themselves. What do you hope it is? I know what I hope it is. What do you hope it is? Furry porn. Uh, play with me. Come on. Okay. okay. Uh, what do you hope it is, Connor? I personally hope that they go with a hub world, very akin to like a Xenoverse. And in that hub world, it's an open world that you could actually interact with, uh, kind of like uh, Sonic 06 had its worlds. I want to see that, but massively multiplayer. Right. And I want to see the communities of this place build up where everyone's edgy shadow clones can go and brood. I don't know. I, I want to see them turn Sonic the Hedgehog into World of Warcraft. They world won't of, do it, but this no. is what I want to see. 
But I, we've been hoping for what? A Pokemon MMO for how long? Uh, I don't know. How long has Pokemon been around? Um, well, I mean, they've been around before MMOs were really a thing. So let's say let's say roughly 18 years. <laughs> so, uh, or at least a, a really good multiplayer, like, Pokemon game, which I think they... They have some multiplayer ones, like they have that token or uh, what was it, token, Pokin, Pokin tournament, whatever the fighting game was for the. Oh yeah, Pokin, Pokin, Pokin. Yeah, and that game was. I what I don't understand about that game was there's how many Pokemon are there? Like seven hundred now. Uh, seven hundred sixty something sounds right. Yeah, and they had what nine characters <laughs> in that game. Like you, you couldn't have come out with like a a giant roster. I mean, look at Capcom versus anyone, or Marvel versus Capcom, and they have quite a few characters, not as many as they could. But then you have this game that comes out that has seven hundred uh, Pokemon to choose from, and they have like nine. It doesn't make any sense to me. Anyway. So See, you're... if you're going to do a Pokemon game, particularly a Pokemon game with a fighting budget like that, I think that you're probably going to want to end up, uh, you know, doing your roster kind of like uh, Budokai Tenkaichi 3, I think it was, that had all of the Dragon Ball Z characters. Or not all of them, but, you know, pretty darn well most of them. Yeah. And I think if you're going to want to do something with the Pokemon audience and do it right, you're going to want to, I don't know, could I go on a, uh, a small tangent for a while, something that I've had on my mind? Go ahead. Did you ever play Pokemon Coliseum? Uh, briefly. I didn't own it when I was a kid, but I, I played it a little bit. Now, it wasn't a, the single player particularly. It wasn't a good Pokemon game, what they were doing there. The the Shadow Ball legendist thing was kind of weird. Yeah. But I had a lot of fun with that game. And I, for a long time, have wished that they would make another game. Now, they had Pokemon a, Stadium. Uh, uh, they they had something for the Wii that was kind of cool, but it wasn't anything to write home about. Right uh, now, my specific issue is the last Pokemon game I played was Sun and Moon, which I would definitely say is the most adult Pokemon game I played. But I think I'm a little bit out of the market. Yeah, no, I love those games, but you know, it's the same game that I've been playing for the last 18 years now. It hasn't changed all that much. And for the most part, I like all the changes that they've made. Most of them are amazing. But it's just a formula that I've seen too many times. So, Pokemon's supposed to come out for the Switch. That's the the rumor right now, is that Pokemon Sun and and Moon are going to be ported over to the Switch. I want a Switch so bad. Buy one! I... I, I I did go into the store once uh, pre-Vive and just, you know, entertain the thought. They didn't have any, though. Oh, okay. Um, they're okay. I mean, really, the only game to have right now for it is Breath of the Wild. and Which is still an amazing game, is yeah, all yeah. I hear. Um, and then you can also get Mario Kart. It's pretty good, from what I understand. Uh, Splatoon 2 is coming out soon. ARMS... Like, there's quite a few games coming out for it that look good. Uh, at the end of the year, I think Mario Odyssey is coming out. So, uh, I would wait, though, if I were you. Wait until you see a deal or something on one. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure there's so. going to be some. So, anyway. Um, I think we've we've ran through all of our topics this week. So, 
asking you, where can we find you, Connor? Uh, best place to find me, the place that I am most active on is Twitter, where I am cyberpunk underscore monk. Uh, you could also find me on Twitch as cyberpunk monk. I don't really do any twitching or streaming right now. Kind of thinking that might change, but honestly, it probably won't. I'm serious, though. Listeners out there, I'm looking for a game to play that's portable. I have a Vita, I have a 3DS, uh, the new 3DS, and I also have a Surface I bring most places with me, so, I mean, even if it's an emulating kind of thing I gotta do, I'd consider it. Yeah, and, okay. uh... You Shout can out go, to your boy, man. Yeah, yeah. Tweet him at, uh, cyberpunk underscore monk. Uh, he doesn't go by his real name, and he changed it from Nemesis0320. Right after I finally got that down. <laughs> I can't have you being comfortable with my moniker. Yeah. And you can find me, I'm Reeton everywhere. I'm Reeton on Twitter. So, twitter.com forward slash Reeton. Twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. Beam at Reeton. I prefer Beam, so if you have a Beam account, press the follow button on there. Uh, I haven't been streaming a ton lately, but I do, you know, occasionally stream once or twice a week. I also have a YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Reeton. That's where you can get this podcast every week if you prefer using YouTube. Or if you have an iDevice, we hate Apple, but we're also on iTunes. So go to Reeton Podcast, search for that on the iTunes store on the podcast section. You'll be able to find me. Or if you prefer having an Android device, you can go to the Google Play Store and look for Reeton Podcast there as well. Press the subscribe button. And you will get all of the new podcasts downloaded every Sunday straight to your mobile device. I thank you for being here and showing me pity this week, Connor. Someone had to do it. Yeah, apparently Aroa was gone and Nick Lotus has an upper respiratory infection or something. And uh, I don't know what's up with Jerry. He's just not here. (laughs) He just, he hates you. Yeah, maybe that's it. Introduced to his life. Everything has gone to shit, and that's your fault. While, yes, that that did happen, I don't think it was my fault. I, I think we both know it was your fault. <laughs> I don't think so. Everyone I don't, knows it. I don't think I have that much of an effect on people. So maybe maybe it was ever since he met me, like Donald Trump became president. I'm blaming you for that, too. I'll oh. find a way. Oh, Okay. That sounds good. I I voted for Trump, actually. I definitely believe that you did that. Mostly because (laughs) you threw your vote away by doing a third-party vote. What are you, nuts? Okay, but here's the deal. If I was in a state like uh, Ohio, I would have voted for Clinton. I'm in Oregon. Uh, Even with my vote being wasted, quote, Oregon went 14% in favor of Hillary Clinton. Every year, it's 10 to 15% in favor of the Democratic Party in Oregon. So I wasn't throwing my vote away because I knew that in Oregon, Hillary Clinton would win. However, if I was in a battleground state like Ohio or Wisconsin or something like that, I would have voted for Hillary Clinton. Because what we are in right now is a disaster. Mm-hmm. Pretty <laughs> just, bad. Just that that picture of that dog in a burning house, and somebody just and him being like, "This is fine." That is our country right now. Like we started the year last year thinking like, "Oh, Bernie Sanders has a fucking chance." That's awesome. 
And then when he lost, we're like, well, I mean, it's not that bad right now. I guess we can vote for Hillary Clinton. Everything's going to be pretty much the same. And then we're like, wait, what the fuck? Donald Trump won. Like this is the opposite of the way that it's supposed to be happening. Yeah, I remember going into work that morning and a lot of people being like, "Well, huh?" A lot of people I, that I know are they they voted for Trump and they don't understand like they I try to explain to them like I was talking to somebody I was like I was like, we need universal health care. That's like bar none. We just need universal health care. And he's like, well, you know, America is the best nation on the world. I'm like, no, we're not. We suck at health care. And it's like, well, you know, there's a reason why. And people have to pull themselves up by the bootstraps and do this and this and that. And I was just like, dude. Did like, someone actually say that to you verbatim? Uh, Yes. Yes, he oh, was telling me. Uh, he, he was telling me that our that our country's great because of the way that we are doing things, and we are the greatest country in in the world. And I was like, no, like if we're the greatest country in the world, why are we worse than other countries? Yeah, by a lot. Our education is a joke. Our education sucks, and yeah. and it's funny because people blame that on. Uh, I've seen people blame it on the liberals. Um, our education is a joke. Because, like, places like Japan, very socialist country, they... Look how well they're doing. They are... Do you, do you think there could be a connection there? Maybe. I don't know. Norway, maybe. doing amazing. Sweden's being doing amazing. Uh, Australia's doing amazing, other than the video game prices. But, of course, uh, when it comes to healthcare, we suck. We pay more money per year for anyone over, over pretty much any of the other, like, 55 nations that have social health care. We pay way more than any of them. And we get worse service because we have, like, we have a thing where it benefits the wealthy rather than the sick. So, and then when people complain about, oh, well, you know, I don't want to have to pay for somebody else's health care. When they, I don't think they know how insurance works. Exactly. That's how insurance works. And well, it's ridiculous. Okay, so I'm going to pay you $300 a month for health care, right? And then when I get sick, I have to pay another $5,000 before, before they cover anything. No, it's, it's absolutely a scam. And yeah. there needs to be some dramatic reform. And not in the way that the fucking and- Republicans are going. No, Jesus Christ! No. It's it's kind of getting time for guillotines. Oh, did you ever uh, record that thing we were going to record? Uh, are you talking about the uh, the Folgers Christmas commercial reading? Yes, yes, exactly. No, no the what are you is that the about? is that the one with the brother and sister? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, uh, my old roommate and I we were going to do a dramatic reading. Of- uh, All this, I, these were ideas the way you would do it like three in the morning while drunk. It's funny because I watched that and I was like, I don't see the problem. I don't, whatever. <laughs> as Rather we said so- before, <laughs> it's just as hard. <laughs> um, no, the the acoustic version of uh, Young Pale and Nerdy. Oh, uh, I haven't touched a guitar in like three weeks. I have been stupid busy. Oh man, it that sucks. sucks. That sucks. Anyway. Uh, thanks for being here. We kind of rambled on there at the end. Thank you for being here, Connor. <laughs> Whatever. I will see you next week. Maybe. I don't know. Bye. Bye.